Welcome to the Property Voice Podcast, helping you to navigate safely through the world of property investing. Get the lowdown and updates, insights and outcomes on all matters property with a splash of entertainment along the way. The Property Voice, a voice to trust among the crowd. Now, let's get started with your host, Richard Brown. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Property Voice podcast. My name is Richard Brown and as always it's a pleasure to have you join me again on the show today. Well this week we're continuing with the mini-series. It's a five-part mini-series that I sat and recorded with Rupal Patel. Hopefully you're enjoying the, the, uh, you enjoyed the first couple and essentially we covered a number of topics on, on a morning of filming. Yes, filming. So if you'd like to see the actual video versions just head over to the Property Voice YouTube channel. Um, you'll find it under that name. Alternatively, the link is in the show notes. But uh, this week, it's all about building a property business. So um, let's hear what we have to say right now. Hey, Rupal. Hey, Richard. Thank you for joining me again. Maybe the last one for a while. Let's yeah, see. let's see. Just going to address the camera quickly as I've been doing. Two smart buddies having a chat. Today, or now, we're going to talk yeah. about um, building a business, yeah. maybe the nuts and bolts, and maybe also some of the softer issues as well. So yeah. let's, um, let's let's get into that. I think we could take this in, in a Gosh. variety of directions, yes, we couldn't could. we? Yeah. Do you want to start us off? Um, yeah, I guess, well, it's something that we sort of talked about uh, before, uh, you know, off camera was <clears throat> regardless of where you are at in your business, it's important to treat your business as a business. Yeah. Um, and it's e infinitely easier to start doing that from the beginning before you've got this huge you know portfolio or whatever it is that you're working towards um, and having to go back and retroactively sort of businessize it um, so yeah I would say just you know from as soon as you possibly can start treating your business as a business yeah that's a really good <clears throat> tip and I think um, so what you know there's a few things that means isn't it so yeah, quite you a know, lot. maybe you need to incorporate for example you know to get some advice as mm -hmm. well that's the right thing to do yeah we're not giving a specific no we're not advice, <laughs> tax advice or exactly. any kind of advice we're just talking about our experience yeah um, you know, some some of the things that, you know, maybe could be good to get under wraps. So, for example, I've recently taken on a bookkeeper. Oh, okay. I was doing, I'm, I'm financially trained, accountancy, mm -hmm. accountancy trained. I so, forget that. Yeah. yeah, I was quite quite capable of doing that. I was going to say, you are qualified, actually, to give some advice. <laughs> well, to an extent. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the point is this, I was probably hanging on to it too long. That's mm. my point. So because because I could, yeah. does it mean I should? Yep. And so you know, but that was a job probably I should have just given up a while ago. Mm. And I've got a bookkeeper now, and I'm not really paying so much money for that mm. sort of service. Yep. And you can get you know services like that from actually fairly low cost locations. Now, yeah. You know, using uh, so let's talk about some of the way you can find it. You know, yep. So I don't know about you, but I look on people per hour. People per hour, yeah. Or there's Fiverr. Fiverr is amazing. Places like that. Yeah. Tough work. Yeah. There are so lots can, of places. You can find contractors who work in your business. So mm -hmm. you don't have to have a full time person. No. Yeah. You don't need to start sort of adding to payroll. You know. You Absolutely. just yeah. So you know that's <clears> one tip is treating it like a business and specifically, you know, what should you be doing mm -hmm. as opposed to what could you do. Mm -hmm. yeah. Agreed. And I think one of the things that has really helped us in our business make it a proper business is from the very beginning when it was literally just one property and me and my husband doing everything 
was actually doing things um, as sort of boring and unsexy as having AGM, so annual general meetings, where every January we would sit down together and have a board meeting, and the board was just the two of us. Yeah. Uh, it still is. Um, but this was a habit we started from the beginning because we wanted to treat our business as a business. So those board meetings would cover our strategy, would cover our uh, sort of allocation of resources, would cover the uh, division of labor, all of the things that we were doing in our business. We had a plan, we had targets, we had goals, we and then we reviewed them. So we would have a, a, a January AGM and then a mid-year review to see how we were measuring up against the various plans and targets that we had set up for ourselves because that is how businesses run. You don't know where you, you know, how do you know if you've gotten there unless you've yeah. got a target and a very clear plan? Um, and it doesn't mean you sort of blindly stick to it, but it just it gives you a roadmap to follow and then objective measures to make sure that you're getting there. Well, that sounds very grown up. You know, yes, yeah, well. <laughs> and of course, you're a husband and wife team. Yes. So, but were you doing this around the kitchen table sort of thing, or did you yeah. kind of do something? Initially, different? it was the kitchen table. Right. Uh, though, if you are anything like me, working from home comes with a bit of. Um, you have to be very disciplined to not sort of feel the lure of the kettle or of the of the washing machine or whatever it is for you, yeah. you know, chores that need to get done. And so we started doing them. Actually, our very, very first one was at an airport because we were flying and got delayed. And so we're like, well, it's instead of, IGM. why not? It's about the right time of year. Um, be productive with our time, et cetera. But no, and yeah. then the kitchen table. And then what we've realized is actually we need to go somewhere separate okay. without distraction, without right. interruption. Yeah. So now we go to just a local hotel that's got a nice lounge, decent food, you know, yeah. whatever it is. Um, so you have no excuse to break up the flow of the conversation and of the meeting's agenda. We set an agenda as well uh -huh. beforehand. Um, and that way you just make a day of it like you would in any other corporate AGM. Yeah. I mean, I think it's so important to um, have some formality. Yeah, um, it's, definitely. I know it sounds boring. Yeah. Again, we've talked about this a number of yeah. times on some of, yeah. our, uh, on some of our interviews, yeah. some of our conversation. Yeah. But I think if you, if you set, you know, time in your diary, Yep. So, for example, you an AGM, annual general meeting. Yep. Um, so that's and then you have a review, midpoint mm -hmm. review. So every year you have an AGM, I guess. Yep. Yeah. And then you have a mid, midpoint, yep. I roughly every six months. Yep. Um, a review, that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, when, when I was working more alone, I, ha I have a date with myself. Yeah, in, exactly. In the yeah. diary. Yeah. And when I was working with other people, I actually set more like monthly review meetings mm -hmm. as well. And even a, a weekly catch up. Yeah, so you, definitely. The idea of these milestone reviews. Exactly. Diarising them. Yep. Maybe changing the environment a little bit. Definitely. You know, so you can do that. And as you say, treat it like a, a yeah. run of business. Definitely. Yeah. So I think that's good um, to do that. One of the things uh, on the sort of softer side that was coming into my mind when you were talking, yes, I asked you if you do it around the kitchen table. Mm -hmm. So someone I was talking to recently um, is working from home. Yep. And we were talking during the summer. So you know what that means when mm -hmm. you've got a young family. Mm -hmm. The kids were at home. Yep. And he was sort of <clears> saying, I, I can't seem to get much done. Yeah. Uh, we've got the family around and that's great. Yeah. Uh, obviously to have the family around. Yeah. But from a business point of view, there was a big distraction. Yeah. So we talked about the idea of it maybe just one or maybe two days a week. Yeah. Going to like uh, I don't want to promote any particular brand. No, but, but a cafe or a restaurant. Office, so, yeah. You know, he actually picked a, like a serviced office. Great. And uh, rather than a cafe, we're in a sort of a more a cafe environment yeah. right now, which is really nice, by the way. Yep. Um, but you know, just to get out. Yes. And then focus. Yes. Uh, you know, because I think in fact, I can probably take this in a number of different directions. But yeah. 
if you focus, you can you know, be much more productive. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> and oh, I think, oh. you know, one of my favorite quotes is, um, uh, the task expands to fill the time allotted. So if you give yourself a week to do something, you'll take a week. If you give yourself four hours, you'll take four hours. And having that focused time without the distraction, without the, the noise, both sort of mental noise as well as actual noise, yeah. it makes all the difference in the world. I was actually just speaking to uh, a mentee yesterday and I was having this exact same conversation. And she was saying that sometimes she gets her best work done in the car or at Ikea, you know? I mean, in the restaurants at Ikea, you choose your location, it doesn't matter, but it has to be a protected space away from the distractions of home life or other things where you can just focus on your business for a specific amount of time. Yeah, I think so. This idea of focus. I mean, so for example, there's lots of things we could probably talk about with time management. Mm -hmm. One particular one that I find is that, I mean, I actually did track every single action I yes. did on one particular day. Yeah. And I counted 49 actions, yeah. excluding brushing my teeth. <laughs> and, yeah. um, you know, so I think it was 49. I'm yeah. absolutely blown away with mm -hmm. how many individual tasks mm -hmm. I did. Yeah. But what I, what I realized is, what was really important to me was only a small number of things. Yep. And so I actually had what I call a three to five list. Oh, okay. And I discovered literally as for the important stuff for yep. me, I could only achieve between three and five items per day. I like that. that was important to me. So that's what I do. So I had then, what are my three to five things that I must do for me yep. today in the business? Yeah. And I thought that's my priority. That's what I get done. That's so, fantastic. Yeah, 49. Yeah. But how many of my three to five am I getting done? So yep. it's focusing on the, what's really important because yes. you can just drink. Well, and that sort of gets onto something else that I think is really important at every stage is being very, very aware consciously of the high value stuff versus right. the low value stuff stuff that takes up our time and our energy and our effort because not all tasks are created equal. Brushing your teeth <laughs> is a benefits and results as, you know, having a meeting with a contractor, you know, and so you have to be a good idea to brush the teeth. Yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah, 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 at least twice a day, obviously, <laughs> you know, good hygiene is equally important and valuable. But as far as sort of looking at your business and where you should focus your time and effort and energy, yeah. most of it really should be focused on the high value stuff. Now look, in the beginning, can you do all of the high value stuff? No, because somebody's gotta, you know, create the AST, somebody's gotta do the viewing, somebody's gotta do the the you know staging the the, the apartments or houses, or whatever. You've got to do a lot of the low value stuff yourself. But as you grow and as you have um, can financially justify taking on expenses or delegating to somebody else, then it's key to make sure that you're delegating as much as possible of the low value stuff and keeping on for yourself as much of the high value stuff and that will again you know you said about this in a different recording about um fix and flex at different stages as you grow what is high value and low value will change and sometimes some of the low value stuff will just naturally be eliminated because you don't need to do it anymore or it doesn't matter for your business anymore and that's fine but it's always being very conscious of how you are investing your time yeah i agree and uh, i think you know in terms of high value versus low mm. value um, I think, you know, as a principle, probably, you know, we get it, we understand what we mean, but sure. not everybody really gets it and yeah. understands it. So yeah. what I mean by that, so I did a, had an exercise with somebody recently and I said, track your time yep. in, let's say, project management yep. in, in that particular area. What are you doing? How much time are you spending? Yep. Then work out your equivalent hourly rate. Mm -hmm. And then you'll find out, you'll be able to find out what is high value, yep. what is low value. Yep. What should you be doing? Yep. What should you get some other person to do? Yeah, agreed. Of course, in the end, so if you know what your hourly rate should be, let's say it's 50 pounds an hour, mm -hmm. just to pick a number, sure. 25, 50, 100, whatever. Yeah. You know what it should be, yeah. and you focus on that. And if you can then bring in someone and pay them, say, 
10 or 20 pounds an hour, yeah. you know, or dollars or whatever, yeah. you know, yeah. it's, uh, it makes much more sense to yeah. give that task away. But people, okay. are, people are very reluctant to do that. Aren't yeah. They? And it's funny because, you know, we do that when we're employed by other people. We know what our hourly rate is when someone's paying us, mm. but to come up with it for ourselves somehow feels like you're, you're sort of tainting the purity of your business. There's a financial reality to everything we do. And yeah. money is important to talk about and to feel comfortable talking about. And also having a quantifiable value on your business time. Yeah. You know, you're not going to necessarily say, oh, well, you know, spending time with my kids isn't bringing in money, so I'm not going to do it. No, of course not. We're yeah. not saying to go extreme and be crazy. But when you're working in your business, it's important to know the tasks that you are doing are worth your time. Yeah. And you can only know that by valuing it, by putting an actual figure on it. Yeah, and uh, you know what the thing is, you, you've obviously got a, a partner, literally, mm -hmm. yep. in your business. Yep. So uh, when I started out, I didn't. Mm. And so one of the things I think a lot of people start as solopreneurs. Yeah. You know, uh, and then we progress maybe into a bigger business, got yep. people around us, even yep. as a couple. One of the things that doesn't really get spoken about too much mm. is, um, that in fact, there's a song that comes into my mind, and it's by Seal. Oh no! And he. Well, We're the, never going to survive. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, um, but the, uh, the, the uh, line was, it's the loneliness that's the killer. What are your thoughts on, you oh. know, being a solopreneur, being so alone, many. you know, in business? I can say definitively and unqualified, unqualifiedly <laughs> that starting our business and becoming a parent were two of the most lonely, isolating experiences of my life. They didn't stay that way, but for lots of similar reasons and some very different reasons, it feels like a very, very lonely time. And in some ways they're similar because you are sort of birthing something new. Sometimes it's a business, sometimes it's a human being. Um, but what has been hugely powerful and instrumental to me to keep the motivation to not feel so alone and isolated is to either create a community for yourself or tap into a community that existed. So, you know, taking becoming a parent, having, especially in those first six months, the NCT community was a huge lifesaver. It took all of the, or a lot of the anxiety and the feelings of loneliness away. Similarly in a business, there are so many either networking groups or incubators or hub spaces, co-working spaces, whatever it is that you can just naturally plug into. And some of it will be, you know, trial and error, see what works for you and what doesn't, because they'll have different cultures. But if you don't have anything pre-existing, then create it for yourself. Yeah. The best thing that I have done for my business and my sanity is um, creating those communities for myself. One was literally just a WhatsApp group with two friends who were also business founders and who we just shared a lot of values and interests yeah. and other things. And we just te text each other. There's no sort of rules or, or um, process. It's just like, hey, this is something really I'm struggling with. What do you guys think? Or what's some advice you've got? And they've literally, just by being friends who get what I'm doing and what we're building, have been able to give some really valuable advice that takes the loneliness away. Similarly, entrepreneur community that I've created is is to serve that a similar itch of like to help other women founders who are feeling lonely and want to be plugged into women um, who are founders who are you know understand what it's like to start a business and can help with both practical and also sort of uh, moral support. Yeah. There's some really good stuff there. And, you know, actually, I can't add to that, you know, because there's so much, so much good content yeah. uh, that you should share there. Yeah. I, think, um, I think the other thing, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, tips in terms of running a business mm. is, you know, it's just to recognize that, you know, you can't be all things to all people. No. And nor should and, you be. No. And so I think there's, you've probably done things like Wealth Dynamics, mm -hmm. or Talent Dynamics, Profiling. Yep. Yeah, yep. so me too. So in these profiles, it doesn't matter which ones you use, yep. you usually find that you're strong in maybe yep. one or two areas. And then there's uh, some blind spots that yeah. you maybe have. Yeah. So I guess one of the things that I've really learned to do 
is sort of double down, as you say, yeah. on the strengths. Yeah. And then bring, they call it wingmen or wing, you know, wingmen is the, yeah. the term. Wing people. Uh, wing people. <laughs> yeah, wing people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, around you who can perhaps, you know, plug those holes yeah, where you're not so strong. So yeah. that's something I really lo- uh, zoned in on because a lot of yeah. people say work on your weaknesses. Yeah. But I think if you double down and focus on your strengths and you kind of go with the flow, yep. and then you can bring people alongside who are good and enjoy all that stuff exactly. that you don't Exactly. And that's one of the things that I think is so hard as just human beings were taught from a very young age to work on your weaknesses to always practice so you can get better at stuff you're not good at and obviously you know some of that is true and very very important but at this point in your life when you've reached whatever age we've reached um (laughs) you are sort of who you are and you know intuitively what you're good at and what takes a bit more effort it's not necessarily a weakness it's just it takes more effort or it's not sort of your happy place and or your flow and i think as you said there's so much more leverage and so much more power in really doubling down and investing in what you're amazing at and just delegating the rest or finding other people to do the stuff that are your blind spots because they actually enjoy it you know it's not like they're you're taking all of the things that you hate and somebody else hates it and they just have to sort of do it like there are people who love bookkeeping. I don't like bookkeeping. There are people who love it. And like when we found our bookkeeper, she was like, oh, give it all to me. I love cleaning up the mess. And I was like, okay, here's a great big mess, you know? Yeah, but that's the thing. We sort of think that everybody's like us. And so things we love and hate, other people will love and hate, but that's not true. You know, through profiling, whatever you want to use, you can find people who love to do the things you don't like to do. And then everybody's happy. So it just sort of makes sense for lots of reasons. Yeah, and there's so much good stuff we've spoken about there. I think we've probably been given a cue in terms of timing um, yeah. recently. I don't know if you've got any sort of parting comments or top tips on in this area at all. I'm throwing that on, on you, so you I don't know. you don't actually have to. And I'm thinking desperately myself what I might want to add to that. But I don't know if you've got any because yeah. you're probably a quicker thinker than me, Ruth. Well, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the key really is to just embrace the process. There are so many times when it's going to feel lonely, it's going to feel frustrating, it's going to feel ecstatic and really, really exciting. You're going to take over the world. And just to know that these highs and lows are normal. Right. It's not that you're a freak. It's not that you're doing anything overly right or overly wrong. Genuinely starting a business, whether it's a property or anything else, follows a very almost predictable pattern. And it's, again, by tapping into a community of people who are in it as well that you realize that it's not just you, you that other people are in it and they can help give you that perspective. So my main thing, again, sort of it gets back to something we talked about in another video is be very conscious of the five people you surround yourself with the most. Make sure that they are people who understand you, who share your values, who are going to push you forward, to push you higher and help you be the best version of yourself, both in life and in business as you possibly can. Well, you know, one of my favorite people, I don't watch a lot of like reality TV, but one of my favorite people is a guy called Marcus Lemonis. I don't know if you know this. You don't know him. He's American. Well, of course, you know all Americans, don't all you? Americans yeah. Right yeah. But um, Marcus Lemonis, and he basically, I, he, I think the program is titled differently in different places, but I think it's called The Prophet. Not The Prophet, but The Prophet. Yeah. And um, he says, trust the process as you would say and when you said that it really reminded me and in fact I've adopted that phrase when I talk to my apprentices I've got some apprentices a lot who I work with and we we start on day one we go to day 100 and you can't you don't know what you're going to be like in day 100 so you have to go for this process this process so trust the process same with business so I've stolen your uh, line as well but I guess the thing is to treat it like a grown-up business Mm. so you know have formal systems and processes 
delegate, you know, allocate time, have a strategy that's written down somewhere, um, have, you know, focus on your strengths, bring in people like that, and have, have enough profit to be able to pay for these things as well. I agree. And I would say, sort of, I always like with the, with the stuff that I do, like whether it's managing approaches or whatever, is to make sure that there's always an element of a reality check and a practical aspect to what we talk about. Because again, sort of starting a business, being an entrepreneur, it sounds very lofty and exciting and sexy, but there's a real life practicality. You have to pay the bills, you have to eat, you have to have some shelter and to be able to pay some rent. And so it's really, really important that you don't overload your business. You are taking care of the practicalities at the same time that you're taking care of the big picture and the vision. Well, you know, that's amazing. I don't think we should add any more to that on this particular occasion, but you know, to be honest with you, Rupert, it's been great chatting to it's you so today. Much fun, Richard. Yeah. Oh, thank you for joining me today. Pleasure. We're experimenting. I'm looking at the camera here and just if you like what you've seen today, two smart buddies yes. just having a chat. Um, <laughs> if you like it, leave a comment in the comments box, whether it's whoever's channel is it, you're watching it. Yes. And is something you want to hear from us? Let maybe, us you know, because we had a few ideas about what we share. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe our audience might have other things that they'd like us to yeah. share. Would you like us to do it again? Would you like to do it again? I would love it. <laughs> you're on camera, so you're going to say that, are you? But um, maybe, Maybe we should close for now and go and get something to eat and drink and relax Perfect. a bit. Does that yeah. sound good? Sounds great. Okay, it's two smart buddies. That's it for now. Thanks for watching. It's, it's not just a prop. <laughs> well, there you go. Hopefully you enjoyed that uh, little conversation that RuPaul and I had. We, we certainly had a lot of fun in recording these sessions. Uh, there's another couple to come in the next couple of weeks, so listen out for those. Hopefully you enjoy them. And I think just going back to the video content, um, it'd be really, really great if you do go and have a look at the YouTube channel and indeed subscribe to that channel. It's uh, something obviously we're starting to do here at The Property Voice now. So please head over to the YouTube channel, find The Property Voice YouTube channel and subscribe. And uh, check out the videos. Um, and in particular, the last couple this week and the previous week. And just let me know your thoughts because um, my daughter's been helping me to, uh, to make myself, to make us look good, essentially. Um, so she's, a, she's actually a designer by, uh, by qualification. And uh, she's helping an awful lot. So it'd, be really, it'd really be interesting to get your insights and your thoughts on that. So one or two comments have been dropped in already, but I'd love to hear more from you on that, on that topic. So that's that. So um, the other thing really I just wanted to mention today is really a, a save the date uh, for your calendars, for your diaries. Uh, Tuesday, the 3rd of December is a provisional date for me to hold uh, one of my next uh, mastermind dinner social events. So it'll be in London on Tuesday. Uh, the 3rd of December, obviously before the peak of the Christmas celebrations kicks in, hopefully you can carve out an evening to come. I'm going to look into what the, the theme of the event will be and I'll probably announce that over the next couple of weeks but I just thought I'd announce it now to put it in your calendar so you can get prepared and hopefully come along and join us on, uh, you know, for our own pre-Christmas celebrations uh, over in London. So mark, mark your calendars accordingly. But I guess um, you know, all that's left to say right now is the show notes are going to be over at the website, thepropertyvoice.net, as they usually are. And indeed, if you want to talk about anything about uh, this episode or indeed property, investing and developing more generally, you know you can always email me, podcast at thepropertyvoice.net, and I'd be, uh, you know, be looking forward to hearing from you, I must say. But I guess all that remains now is to say thanks very much for listening this week. And until next time on the Property Voice podcast, it's ciao, ciao. Thank you for listening today. Now head over to thepropertyvoice.net for more inspirational content and get updates through our mailing list. Join us next time on the Property Voice podcast. And if you enjoyed the show, please don't forget to rate us on iTunes.